Welcome back to Diamond Gems, a Shape by Sports baseball podcast. I am your host, Jake Picotes, and today I am joined by my brother and co-host, Isaac. Isaac, how's it going? I know you're in a bit of a rush today. Thanks for joining. I'm good. It's all good. I, uh, yeah, I didn't expect to be doing this this close to game time, but I'm glad I could be here, and I'm sorry for uh, delaying you, but... You did I not delay I me. Delay. I, I just got busy. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to do a shorter episode today. So if you're tuning in, obviously you can see how long it says when you when you click on the episode. Uh, but hopefully we're keeping it around a half an hour, if, if not under that. Isaac will probably check out a little bit before I do. I just, you know, it, it was a crazy day. And uh, it's it's been kind of weird around the World Series time for us here that uh, unfortunately this has been like the busiest time for at least me and Greg, I know Isaac is obviously really busy too, but things are, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just been rough. So we appreciate uh, you taking the time, Isaac. I'm sure the listeners do as well as uh, I do. So let's get into it. Who are your picks? I don't even need your takes on what just happened yet. <laughs> Who are you taking for this World Series that starts in 25 minutes? I'm not going with the better team. Um, if that's a hint, oh, so you're taking the Braves. I'm taking the Braves here. I, I just look. Okay. The on paper, Houston Astros are a much better team, and the, uh, there's not really any deniability in that. Although the Braves have been the best team in baseball since the trade deadline, since July 31st, that's when they became the best team in baseball. But I still think they're not the best team on paper, uh, but they're grinding out these wins, whereas Houston has kind of just flowed, a, flowed along and strolled along this whole season and even through the playoffs so far. There wasn't too much stress except the, maybe the three grand slams. Uh, but, yeah, I I don't know. Just on, on I, I don't know. I can't. They face the best pitching staff in baseball in the ALDS. And then they face the best team in baseball. I mean, I said AL in the NLDS. And then the best team in baseball in the NLCS. So I'm just kind of riding this hot hand right now. What's your take? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. I have taken what I thought was the better team kind of all the way through. And that hasn't really panned out. The only time I, I took what I thought wasn't the better team was the San Francisco Giants. And they lost. So my strategies are, are all over the place. And I, I don't even know what to do. I, this is why I've always said I feel like I'm better at predicting player and individual performance, especially when it comes to like fantasy uh, baseball. I, I feel like I'm way better at predicting individual player performance than I am at predicting the outcome of games and stuff, which is why I never bet on baseball because I always get it fucking wrong, man. My, I guess my bracket wasn't as busted up as some other people's. But it still, uh, it still didn't go too well. You know, I, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say, I'm, I'm going to take the Houston Astros. I don't necessarily think... You're betting that, with your head. Yeah. And I'm, get your head out of it. This is my problem. Sometimes I get too analytical. And that's kind of what I'm going with here. That being said, I know the Braves obviously have three amazing pitchers in the rotation. Uh, I'm not really necessarily on board with what Houston has. I know they've got some big performances out of, you know, Framber Valdez and, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know though. I, I'm more focused right now on the offense because it seems to me that so far this playoffs, the offense has really carried the teams through and Houston's offense is the best in baseball. 
Mm-hmm. So, and that's not to not to throw any shade at the Braves because their offense is maybe the second best when you go up and down their lineup, especially when you're getting contributions from guys like Eddie Rosario, who, you know, are batting at Mickey Mantle playoff levels. Yeah. But uh, I, I'll take I'll take Houston in six. In six? Okay. Well, look, part of me is like, this could be a four-game sweep for Houston, or it could be a game seven win for Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I... I, I Houston's not going to get bounced around like the Braves could pet- potentially be. Um, look, I, it's crazy to me that Atlanta has come this far. Just everybody wrote them off in July. Everybody wrote them off in June, including us. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they were originally, for me, I picked them as the top three team in baseball. Uh, and that was, I don't know. Actually, no, that was way well before uh, Acuna went down. And then when Acuna went oh, down, yeah. that, and was, Ozuna that was like was, a week into the season. Yeah, and then... All that happened, I was like, oh, fuck, this is close to Greg's Nationals pick. And it turned out that this has worked out very well in my favor, that this team is now a top-two team in baseball. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a wild series to watch. I'm super excited. This gets underway in about 12 minutes, Jacob. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I- I'm excited to see it as well. I Honestly, though, as much as I'm happy for the Braves – because I kind of like seeing... I, I know I kind of think of them as an underdog team. And at this point, I, I guess I shouldn't really think that when you look at them, at, at their lineup. They're definitely... There's a reason they're in the World Series. But I just can't get over the fact that they lost Acuna Jr. They lost Mike Soroka. So they lost their best player and arguably their best pitcher. And then they also lost that other guy that we don't like to talk about too much. <laughs> but those are three huge losses for this team. And Alex Anthopoulos, the general manager of the Atlanta Braves, former general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays in their, you know, mid-2010s, like 2015 era, obviously, in their prime, basically. He came into the deadline, not looking at this team as injury depleted and, you know, losing hope in them. He went in and completely restacked this team. He got them an entirely new outfield. He went and added pieces to the bullpen and obviously added some pieces, uh, well, I mean, outfielders that obviously contribute to the lineup as well in guys like Eddie Rosario and Jock Peterson and... Uh, Adam Duvall was there before, wasn't he? Mm. I don't think he was a free, uh, deadline acquisition. He might have actually been, though. He might have been with the Marlins. Yeah, I, I was can't thinking the Marlins, but let me see. It's this not one. a big deal. Yeah. Either way, he went He went out and he made some serious moves at the deadline. And like you said, they were kind of scuffling early no, in he the was season. With, he played 91 games in Miami this year. Okay, yeah. So he was... So literally their entire outfield is uh, free agent, uh, or not free agent, uh, trade acquisitions from the deadline. And so it's kind of cool too. A lot of the time you you make that many changes mid-season and the chemistry isn't there right away, right? The guys don't really have that much chance to kind of gel and pull things together. That has not been the case for these Atlanta Braves. They are looking like a whole new squad that's ready to do damage. Do you think, Isaac, if 
I mean, you would just pick them to win the series. But if they had those three guys that we just talked about, Soroka and Acuna and that other dick, if they had those three guys right now, does it make your decision even more concrete? Or do yes. you think that... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, th- sure. this team is with them, with Acuna alone and the pieces around Acuna. This is one of the top teams in baseball. We saw them in the NLCS last year with a three-run lead, three-one lead over LA before they blew that. This wasn't a team that had much turnover since then. So they were still, we knew that they were a competitor going into the season. And that's, mm-hmm. we just lost track then. Um, but yeah, like no doubt. I think there's also one thing on Houston's side that we should point out with Lance McCullers going down, which is a huge blow to uh, Houston's chances. But my my biggest concern right now is the ballpark factor, and for Atlanta, that is an Minute Maid is an incredibly difficult place to play in, um, and Houston, they're going to defend hard at home, and I I just have a hard time seeing them taking a first game here. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It's it, it, a lot of this honestly is going to come down to that, and I know people don't want to put too much emphasis in stadiums and home field, but there is a massive home field advantage. This crowd, this Houston crowd and fan base has to be considered one of the top fan bases in baseball as much as a lot of our listeners and a lot of people hate to hear that. Um, they're up there with rivaling Boston. Rivaling Bo- I can't say that fucking word, but uh, they're up there with Boston and the Yankees right now and the Mets. Speaking of the Mets, mm-hmm. they opened that door for Atlanta to be in the World Series right here. They give them a lot of confidence going into that final stretch for sure with their shit play that they can win this division with 87 wins and sneak into the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, man. I they Looking at it now, like Atlanta was definitely the best team in their division. I, obviously, the record would indicate that as well. But you look at it now and you're like, yeah, this was more lopsided than I initially realized. But... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the series to kick off today. Isaac, I don't know if you have to uh, get going now. If you'd like to, I can hang out and talk by myself. That's fine by me. I can, like to do that? I can stay a few minutes. Got to late. If you want a me around. Minutes, eh? Okay, sure. You can stick around. It's a lot less lonely that way. I'll just so, listen to you. And chime in whenever you see fit, please. So I actually just wanted to talk about a couple of storylines that have kind of come up um, just, you know, things that I wasn't really aware of. And then today I found out about it on social media. Uh, there was a couple things that I also did already know, um, like obviously losing Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, was, was substantial for this team. Um, but some of the other things to watch here are the fact that Charlie Morton is up against his old Astros team. Now, this Astros team, to me, I feel like it's kind of weird uh, when people leave them now because, especially for players that were there during the scandal, Charlie Morton was one of those players that was there in the prime Astros days when the, the cheating and all that was going on. Now he's taking the mound against his old team in the World Series. What do you think about that Isaac do you make anything of that I just think like you know Garrett Cole going to the Yankees was such a big deal and people made such a big deal about that when they when they faced off do you feel the same way about Charlie Morton 
or no? Because he's not as polarizing a figure as Garrett Cole. Um, I mean, I'm just going to browse through his um, standard pitching in the in his Houston year compared to other years. That really, that 2017 season was really when he kind of relaunched his career. He had a couple high four ERAs prior to that year. Um, 2017 was a big year for him, and then 2018 was also a big year for him. So, but then he in 2019, when he was his first year in Tampa Bay, he posted his career best year. So, I you can't look at him the same way we looked at Garrett Cole. Um, also, I, I'm I'm definitely. Uh, I like Charlie Morton for sure. I don't. I I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to be. A, I don't know. How do you not look at the pitching staff and blame everybody? So just because he got out of there in 2019 doesn't mean that he's not part of that blame and part of that team still. Mm-hmm. Uh, another note on Charlie Morton: he's going to be pitching in the second World Series in a row, which is pretty fucking cool. Yep. Yep. Two it's different true. teams in two different years. So, if we're going off of experience, obviously the Astros team has more experience there, but you make a good point that there is guys on the other side here who have some playoff experience too. Um, I think that that's probably, that's a, that's the biggest reason I think, I didn't even mention this when we were, when we were given our picks, but the biggest reason I picked the Astros is because of the playoff experience. It's obviously a lot for people coming into the postseason that haven't been there before. And maybe that's different now in the World Series because they've gone through two series already. They went through the the NLDS and the NLCS. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's in terms of if it's if it compares to Garrett Cole, I don't think it's necessarily to that level. But I think the fact that it's in the World Series kind of amplifies it a little bit. Uh, Charlie Morton was a guy who really didn't have much to say about the the Astros cheating scandal. He's been fairly quiet. And that's kind of how he's been his whole career. He He's never been someone that really makes headlines or anything like that. But I'll be interested to see. I think that it's always interesting to see a pitcher go up against uh, a lineup that obviously, like, he played on that team. Mm-hmm. So guys kind of know his stuff. They know what he's featuring. I'm wondering if a guy to look out for against Charlie Morton is actually Martin Maldonado, the catcher for the... Uh, Houston Astros, who he was pitching to in 2017, I believe. So he would know his stuff pretty well, I would think. Martin Maldonado has not been good at all so, in the postseason. So maybe this is his chance against the guy he's familiar with to, uh, you know, so have a little bit of an edge. I know that people that are familiar, maybe they should have an advantage. But if you flip back to the ALCS last season... Uh, when it was Tampa Bay versus Houston, Charlie Morton pitched 10 innings and he didn't give up a single run in those 10 innings. So uh, advantage to him. I think there's extra motivation facing his old team once again. Once again, it's not a new thing for him at this point. He's faced them already in high lever situations. Um, But I want to counter my point there. And I think I'm going to say Jose Altuve, Hits a home run against Charlie Morton today. I'm just feeling it. Okay. Also, I just uh, just to clarify here, Martin Maldonado wasn't there in 2017. He was there in 2018 and 2019. So they they did have crossover, but it wasn't in the 2017 season. Okay. Um, yeah. Another cool little side note here 
and there's not really much to say about this, but it's just a kind of a fun fact, is that uh, the two top draft picks from the 2015 draft are playing each other today. Do you know who those people are, Isaac? Yeah, one of them is great, one of them is mediocre. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> Obviously Bregman and Dansby Swanson. Uh, and they went backwards in the draft. Dansby Swanson was selected first, and that is why Arizona Diamondbacks are not in contention any year, ever. <laughs> well, I mean, Dansby Swanson had himself a decent season. He did. But, uh, Took him yeah, a long time. I'm not sure you would say. I think he had a better season than Alex Bregman this year, didn't he? Let me see side by side. Keep talking. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I th- I just thought that was kind of a, an interesting tidbit. I didn't realize that Dansby, uh, Dansby Swanson was a one-one pick. That's kind of uh, that's kind of crazy to me. You, you know that happens all the time though, where guys just are, you know, they're good but they're not amazing. Like I think you probably would like more from uh, your one-one pick, but yeah, I don't know. I, that's just a, a weird little side note. Um, obviously, curious to see if a couple of the hot hitters can stay hot. Each team has one of those guys right now for them. They're both lefties. Who do you have more faith in, Isaac, in staying hot and being a huge contributor in the World Series? Jordan Alvarez for the Astros or Eddie Rosario for the Atlanta Braves? <sighs> They're on different levels Basically giving you rapid-fire questions. Now, here. Alvarez is had like the hottest ALCS in history almost with his high that batting average uh, fuck i don't i'm going to have to go with the experience here ah, no i can't jacob i don't know how to answer this question i have no fucking idea what to expect from either of these guys i think they're both going to be on a roll and i think their numbers are going to be very similar by the end of the playoffs here so i don't know who to give the advantage to I, uh, do you have do you ask me that question with an answer in mind no i don't know either i just i'm glad i caught you off guard I, I guess if I was going to pick, I would probably take Jordan because I do think that he's he is the better hitter of the two of them. I also so, like the Eddie matchup Rosario, for Jordan tonight, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing the thing with Jordan that's been uh, really good, too, is that he has hit everyone. And to, to a certain extent, so is Rosario. But Jordan, I, I would take over, like in a lefty matchup versus... Uh, rosario so i don't know yeah but there is a knock here there is a knock for yordan and that is what he's gonna do when they go to atlanta and they lose a designated hitter position because he is going to have to play so Mm -hmm. that means you plop just plop him in the outfield or (laughs) and you just pray that the ball isn't hit to him like this is i think he he played a little bit of outfield he played uh the left field against the green monster at one point in boston uh, I, I honestly, maybe I'm kind of leaning now just thinking about it defensively too. I would, I mean, Rosario isn't anything to write home about defensively, but mm-hmm. uh, there's but an advantage there. There's Alvarez. a significant advantage yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, right now, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like when you're not Rosario, <laughs> sorry, Rosario is one of those guys that uh, is a very contact driven player. Mm-hmm. He has a really good bat to ball skill. He doesn't really necessarily have the the patience and the plate discipline that Jordan does. So guys like that tend to get streaky. And, you know, he's he's on an unbelievable hot streak right now. But I could sooner see that come to an end 
than Jordan because just because of the the plate approach. Yeah. But like you I mentioned agree. too, but for... he's made a career off of this, and he's been good at throughout most mm-hmm. of his career with this. Um, with Jordan though, uh, one thing I I like to note is. I'm not too. I was at first worried about the platoon disadvantage when uh, Freed is pitching with the lefty. But if you look, if you remember the the game in Boston against Chris Sale, and Chris Sale is extremely tough on left-handed batters. Uh, it's hard to figure him out from that side of the plate. Jordan mm-hmm. was three for three off slider. off of him specifically, and he went the opposite way each time. So he's hitting the ball everywhere. He's hitting the ball hard everywhere. Uh, so I don't, Jacob. I this one's a hard one to make a decision off of because these are the two of the hot, the, the two hottest hitters in baseball right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ozzy Albies is making a case as well, but yeah, I agree. I think that it's uh, and there's no way to know. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's way. like a, a lot of a lot of the things we bring up on this podcast. There's we just end up settling on we'll have to see. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thing that I think is kind of interesting too is uh, Brian Snicker is actually playing his son Troy, who is the Houston Astros hitting coach. I don't know if you knew that, but that's that's another little fun fact. Interesting. That really doesn't it's it they consider it a storyline, but I don't really know how much of a storyline it actually is. <laughs> that doesn't really <laughs> seem like anything. That's just uh, it's kind of interesting. Sometimes baseball is a bit of a small world. A lot of connections from people on both sides of yes. the field so genetics yeah. and stuff do that yep that's true actually that's that that's an interesting thing that maybe we'll talk about in the off season is how many of these like what do you call them the uh the legacy players mm-hmm. and like now apparently legacy coaches are kind of involved in the game yeah. that's kind of an interesting thing that we could talk about yep. off the top of my head obviously you have like boba Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio. And then you have guys like uh, Cal Quantrill. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Tatis is actually a legacy player as well. So it's we should maybe do a, a, a segment on that. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. So they're also provided to, to when they're for. like kids, they have obviously much better opportunity than uh, other people their age and people that come yeah, from they different grow situations. Up around so, the diamond yeah, too. exactly. It's there's a lot, honestly. Like, if you look back, there's got to be, there's, I don't know, I feel like half the players have some connection to some professional sport mm-hmm. in one way or another. It's pretty crazy to actually think about that. Yeah, it's it's true. A lot of them are just like not necessarily connected to baseball, but their parents were like athletes in other sports and they just get those okay. good genetics. You know, this makes me upset about, you know, our, it's not our fault <laughs> that we never went pro. Our, it's our dad. It's, it's the genetics, man. It's a um, bummer. So... Okay, one thing to know here, just a very, very off-topic thing. The greatest hit, well, not off-topic, but uh, throwing it back to our, our old conversations. The greatest hitter of all time is a second-generation player, and that is Barry Bonds. Now, if mm-hmm. Babe, Ruth, Babe Ruth was the greatest hitter of all time, greatest baseball player of all time, then where are his genetic springs where are those little kids coming from where are those great grandsons and shit where are they they're all just mechanics just drinking beer every day of their I life don't, listen i don't think i think that it came from like farmhands like i think that <laughs> his family was probably a bunch of 
farmers. I'm not even trying to like joke here. I think that this is probably what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they're they're just a bunch of like strong, like f- you know, American farm boys. So they're just like they got that like farm strength. You know, they never hit the gym, but they've been like carrying bales of hay and shit, <laughs> and they're just like super jacked. And I think that that's probably what got in the bloodlines. Did uh, maybe along along with his uh, you know some alcoholism and stuff there as well. But <laughs> did, did Babe Ruth have any kids? Do we know this? I have uh, no idea. Uh, did he burn them down in the house that he burned his wife down? Who knows? <laughs> he could have. He already did. He killed. He did one it once. <laughs> he did it once. He could have done it more than once. Okay, yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end our little quick thing here. We hope you enjoy the World Series, Isaac. There wasn't anything else you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Well, hold on. You're gonna cheer for fucking Houston in this series? The hell are you doing? No, I'm not cheering for Houston. Okay. Hold on. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not cheering for Houston. I think Houston will probably win, but I am not cheering for Houston. <laughs> I will never cheer for Houston. Look, Jigga, well, I, I will, feel like I will cheer for Houston you... eventually. Once Houston, once once that like core of those guys that were involved in the whole scandal are gone, I'll cheer for Houston again. I don't give a damn. So but I feel I, like I don't know. I feel like a part of us, we want our brackets to come true. So you didn't have Houston coming to the series. My bracket's fucked so, already. I don't care. Okay, I had one. I had one half right, and the other half was very near completion. If it wasn't for fucking Dodgers, but, um, anyways, Houston, it, I had them come in here and then to lose. So if you're putting your pride on the line by saying Houston's gonna win, how are you gonna be content when Atlanta wins? So the reason I'm saying Atlanta wins is because I don't want to fucking cheer for Houston. So how does part of you not cheer for Houston in this? Like I, I think Houston's gonna win, but because I don't, I True. don't care if I get it wrong. Okay, I, I'm telling you, I try to, I try to not play it with my heart. I'm trying to give cold hard facts. Fair right? enough. And I think, I think Houston's the better team, and I think they'll win. I'll take but the Greg then, because I'm going with the heart. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly think Atlanta has. I tried a to get, I tried to get Greg's too. take on who he thinks would win. He's he, working, I think though. Greg's taking the Braves probably, right? Yeah, I that's, would think that's, so. That's who I would assume. Okay, this is straight in from Greg. Greg is taking the Braves in seven. Okay, in seven, that's, okay. that's a direct a direct quote from Greg Fulton. I'm going to double down on that. I'm just going to say also Braves in seven. <laughs> it's not actually a direct quote from Greg. I just made that oh, up. Oh, I thought he like, messaged us. Let's, let's pretend that was his take, and we'll ask him, and then maybe it'll be confirmed. But no one will ever know. Greg Greg says Braves in seven. All right, that's that's Greg's pick. Hell yeah. Um, yo, actually, one one more thing that I was gonna bring up earlier, and I I kind of forgot about. Um, would you have rather seen the Braves or the Astros and Dodgers? I know you said yes. you picked that. You would have rather seen that, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I yeah. Honestly, but as soon as Justin Turner went down, I was just like, all right, well, this is it's over. This is kind of dumb even if they get in at this point they've grinded through and i think houston would have fucked them up <laughs> i think it really Atlanta, did seem like i honestly they, think Atlanta has a better like chance than, he, than la would have to beat them yeah and yeah. it sucks though like who i i know people wanted atlanta because they didn't want to they didn't want a team to cheer for and a lot of people don't want to cheer for la they don't want to cheer for houston so atlanta is that happy medium where they can cheer for somebody but Come on, how sweet would have a 2019 rematch? Like, how cool would that have been? Mm-hmm. Dodgers can get redemption, or that, that's what Houston I can just I mean, prove that they're the better dynasty. Yeah, once I saw the way things were shaking out, I was really hoping the Dodgers would. 
But I don't want to make excuses for the Dodgers because they're like the deepest team in baseball. But you could tell at the end there that they were not really the Dodgers. They oh. lost Justin Turner. They didn't have Max Muncy for the entire playoffs. That it's was no actually excuse. Really so, like, if you people undervalued and Scherzer, you lost Scherzer. Julio Urias was struggling at the end there. You could tell that he Scherzer was, just was struggling through the playoffs, playoffs too, though. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of the a lot of the guys that they were really heavily relying on just kind of seemed to get tired at the end there, and it really seemed like the run was over. That that was actually something that um, I think people kind of undervalue is the fact that they, uh, the Dodgers have kind of been in like this playoff rush and race for a long time because they were constantly chasing the Giants, trying to take that one spot so that they could get the um, get in without like having to play in the wild card game. Yeah. And I think that true. that kind of Burned contributed to a lot of fatigue for these players. And yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Whereas he, that's why Houston just sailed right through the season. Yeah. Like it wasn't much they stress. Didn't have any competition. Like you can, you can always say Oakland and you can, you always know for a fact, oh, Oakland will come close, but never, never surpass. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. The other reason, Isaac, I'm I'm picking Houston here. I'm just realizing I didn't get all my facts out of explaining myself. I just think that, um, so basically, if you if you look at it, like that, people always say pitching. It comes down to pitching. The reason I say it's come down to offense, and I'm taking Houston's offense, is because Houston's offense has hit against good pitching staffs. They mm-hmm. lit up the Chicago White Sox pitching staff that was considered one of the better pitching staffs overrated. in baseball with Lance Lynn, Giolito, and Carlos Rodon. You can say they were overrated, but they all had great years. Not against and Houston. None of them against Houston. Yeah, no, because no one does. Like, yeah, There's true. like no... Okay, there, but you can't, to be you fair, can't find a, those pitchers just fucking tore up terrible teams all year. Yes. So I... Carlos Rodon having this career year. CNAs... Absolutely not. Lance Lynn is a great pitcher. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's that good. I think he was fatigued as well at the end of the season there. Mm-hmm. Now, the playoffs. I have one question to pose for you back onto the dynasty point. Who is this era's best dynasty, Houston or the Dodgers? Cheating aside, Dodgers. both teams cheated. No, 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 because you can't put it aside. No, you can. I'm picking. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm picking the Dodgers because I'm not going to do a conspiracy. Houston but the is fact tainted, is, and they didn't win a World Series in 2017 or 2019. Didn't count. They no. perfected sign stealing, an art that which that every single team in baseball has attempted, and they were still. Baltimore was stealing signs from Toronto early in the year, and it was pr- like you could tell. This has just riddled baseball throughout its history. So they just perfected it and got away with it. Okay, but the fact that they're here right now is proving that they're the best That's dynasty. That's a bad point. Hold on. No, the fact that they're here right now is proving that this is the best dynasty of this era. This team's Let's doing not forget it Isaac. right now. Dude, doing no, it real. fuck Houston. Fuck the Astros. <laughs> they, 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 not only did I they hate, perfect, fucking hate them too, but I'm just not only did they perfect another sign stealing by doing it electronically and having buzzers under their jerseys. Like <laughs> that is that is so. 
yes, teams are trying to steal signs, but they're not trying to hook themselves up to computers so that they know exactly yes. what's coming. They, they did, they did uh, take it one step too far with uh, having a computer decoding signs. However, or well, you could, also... Was that against... That's against were also the rules of sticky substances. Everybody was doing They also thing. birthed yeah. the sticky substance. It well, they didn't also, birth it. They birthed yes, spider tag. They didn't birth... Let's, exactly. That's what I was about to say. They didn't birth sticky substance, but they they did took birth advantage. Tack, they took advantage of rules that ha- that were in place but were never enforced. Hmm. They cheated. They did cheat. So Absolutely. It ta- so it tainted. But twenty twenty one Houston the- Astros did not cheat. That's true. As far as we know, they did not. As far as we know, even though even though Ryan oh Tavares says they did. So. The, the, speaking of tainting uh, the Dodgers, because they're equally tainted, they also they have Trevor Bauer under contract and paid for. I know it's not their fault, really, but you should have known a sociopath when you see a sociopath. Um, uh, he uh, just had some clickbait thing that really bothered me the other day, and his video was called, I don't know why I looked at a Trevor Bauer video. He's back on the internet, unfortunately, for everybody. But this video was called, Do Home Runs Kill Rallies? The fuck kind of question is that? Do home runs kill rallies? Just sit there. Let us sit. He's an idiot. <laughs> home runs are like the most exciting part. Of it's baseball. it's a climax of a of a rally. You fucking idiot. Yeah, you get a where couple, they peak. You get a couple people on base. It peaks. Yeah. Like okay, but it's, anyways, it's interesting. <laughs> You know, <laughs> actually, that's a. It's interesting that he broke his silence by just doing that. <laughs> I saw he I, he came onto Instagram and was like, explaining himself. He's like, you know, all the accusations are false. We'll see it soon. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna make some fucking stupid ass videos. So you guys should go check them out. He's that's how he decided at least to take a break, from, as far as we know, from uh, rape. We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. How do how do you how would you know that, Isaac? You don't. True. All right. Well, I might cut this out because that was a weird way to end this. But... <laughs> uh, sorry. I, just, I don't know. Uh, I was I was trying to I was trying to wrap the podcast like ten minutes ago, and somehow we ended up on Trevor Bauer. My bad. That's, that was definitely all so, me. That's all good for anyone that is like listening for the first time. This is not normally how we construct our episodes. We just in this postseason. I'm a very note-based guy. I like to have notes up on the screen and shit so that I can, you know, give a nice concrete structure and, like, really go through things point by point. I haven't been doing that in the postseason. We've just been getting these uh, these wild takes off and just been going off the dome. So, so we'll these are back, freestyle though. episodes. All the last, yeah. like, five, six episodes or whatever, they've all been freestyled. So if if this isn't necessarily your style... You should go back and listen to some of our older episodes and just, uh, you know, tune in. We like doing some of the kind of uh, the fantasy, like what if, which is why we've been creating uh, a whole bunch of basically dream rosters of like taking the best players from every team and constructing like a lineup for them. And then we're going to kind of see how, how those would shake out. So we're going to have more of that coming in the off season. I've been talking about uh, about this with with the guys and as well as with like my girlfriend we were thinking it'd be fun to have a an episode with the girlfriends where we come on and and ask them what it's like to be dating baseball maniacs like us um i think that would be (laughs) that'd be kind of fun so Uh, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some uh less 
directly related to the ongoing product on the field in the off season. So uh, yeah, you should definitely like and subscribe our podcast so that you're, you're tuned in for that. That is the best way you can help us grow. You can also help us grow on Instagram by following at shape by sports. And you can check out our website, which is shape by sports.com. Dare I say so much for listening. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to drop a secret. What's the hint hint. Uh, there's, some basketball shit in the works, I believe, for Shaped by Sports. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about that? Uh, I actually just got a text from Caleb. I forget what the name is. Oh, no, no. Hold on. We'll get the it's name. Swishers. It, it's No, it's not Swishers. Maybe we shouldn't so, unveil that. <laughs> I'm going to beep that out. different names. No, no, that's not Swishers. We have a bos- basketball podcast in the works, and it is coming to you guys from some... Two crazy ass motherfuckers that are gonna I don't know. It's gonna be wild. It's, could go either way. <laughs> yep. You should so you should definitely get into <laughs> I don't, that. I don't and didn't hopefully hype it up very well, but fuck. Hopefully oh, they're oh, oh. gonna hopefully We got a response by from Greg. Greg's alive? Yes. Hart says ATL. There you go. I said Greg said Braves and Braves and Seven. Jacob, this feels like a live. <laughs> it it does feel like a live. The game's starting now, too. Yeah. We need to... Maybe we should... Hey, okay, people, let us know. DM us. And let us know if you'd like us to start a Twitch account. And we could just live stream our podcast. Oh, fuck and yeah. And we could live react. We could we live react do one to during baseball the game. games and shit. We should yeah, do one that's what during a high leverage game. So let's get on that. People listen. You should... I honestly think you should just fucking bring all of this... Since we're all off the rails already, you should just bring all of the shit that you said about how our podcast is usually more structured. You should put that in the front, and you should also put the Twitch account. So when they're going through this 30 minutes of, like, shitstorm, they don't have to change it. They'll hear it right away and know that we're off the rails today. Before they're, like, <laughs> just 20 so minutes in, it's like, I can't know. fucking do this. And they throw Maybe I'll go back and do, like, a little intro and be like, hey, just so you guys know, this episode is an absolute shitstorm. Absolutely, because so this is by far the biggest shitstorm of an episode that we've had. Dude, I hey, walked in. I think it's... I, think <laughs> I walked inside. Good. No idea we were going to record this, so... Yeah. This also... this uh, Isaac also recorded this entire episode standing in a closet. Yeah, I'm, my so. legs already fucking hurt. Like, I'm just standing in, in a closet. It's incredibly hot in here, and I should have brought a chair with me. Oh, shit! Jorge Soler becomes the first player to Homer in the first at-bat. Well, two-run shot. Oh, shit, Jacob. Three hits already. Wait, how could it have been a, whoa, a whoa, whoa. two-run shot? It wasn't a two-run shot. It's two I think nothing. it was a solo home run. Oh, he had a solo yeah. home run to lead off the game. And then yeah. Albies Austin got Riley a hit. had an RBI single. And then, yes. Fuck yeah. But if there you're watching go. this game, you already know that. Because this is probably going to come out in like two or three hours from the time we're recording this, which is 8.21 p.m. Eastern time. That's a big confidence That's all. Boost. We need to wrap this shit up, yeah, Isaac. Sorry. Go watch the game. Goodbye. Au revoir. Goodbye, everybody. We'll catch you soon with a, a maybe a bonus episode or something. Probably. Wow, that was a great wrap. Okay, goodbye.